It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Commanders lose on Christmas Eve in San Francisco. Drop to 7-7-1, but still maintain control of their own destiny. All of that to come on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Merry Christmas, everyone. You are Locked On Commanders, your daily podcast on the Washington Commanders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Alrighty, Commanders fans, we welcome you aboard one and all. We are. The Locked On Commanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Your daily podcast cover the Washington Commanders, free and available on all platforms, including YouTube and the WUSA 9 Plus app on your Roku or Amazon Fire Stick. And we thank you for making this your first listen and or view of the day. My partner, David Harrison, is out for this Christmas edition, and this will also extend into our Monday edition as we're a little bit sort of lighter on the schedule, but we'll have plenty of content for you this week uh, with a lot going on, even though it's Christmas week and a lot of people are off from work and school and all that stuff. We will have you covered. Just trust us. But David will be back on the next episode of the Locked On Commanders podcast. We'll kind of be working separate uh, this week while we each enjoy some time with family uh, and certainly hope you understand that. But check out David on Twitter at dharrison82 as well, si.com and Fan Nation's Commander Country. I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app. With Pete Medhurst, you can hear us Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to noon Eastern time uh, or anytime live or on demand on the Odyssey app. Um, We come to you on this, as we record this, Christmas Eve night. Again, this will serve as our post-game episode, uh, and as it normally does on a Sunday into a Monday, our Monday episode, because with Sunday being uh, the Christmas holiday, uh, again, this will serve as our full Monday episode, and again, David will be back on the next episode. So the Commanders lose in San Francisco. That should not be a surprise to anyone, right? Um, We knew that it was going to require a superhuman effort for the commanders to get the job done. uh, And they were not able to do so. Um, And and again, that should not be surprising. The 49ers are way, 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 way better. Uh, Again, this should not surprise anybody. 37 to 20, the final score 
in Santa Clara on Saturday afternoon. And the only thing that maybe was surprising was that this was a really tight game for much of three quarters. And then the 49ers kind of stepped on the gas pedal. And if you think about it, a 17-point win, right? And quite honestly, the commander's defense sort of kept them alive, gave them a shot because they held the 49ers to a couple of field goals to start the fourth quarter. As a matter of fact, three field goals, two off of turnovers, and then the commanders get a touchdown, which we'll get into in a sec. But then Christian McCaffrey finally hits pay dirt uh, and finishes off the score. Really probably not, the score probably not, really indicative of the game because of that last touchdown by McCaffrey with just over two minutes left. But we'd be less than honest with you if we felt and told you that this was a blowout because it wasn't going into the fourth quarter was a 21 14 lead for San Francisco. That's not a blowout, right? Now, again, things can happen as they did. It's not a blowout, but it also didn't feel super close either. It's kind of this weird juxtaposition. We're going to get into all the nuts and bolts. Uh, but first, our big story is this. Carson Wentz has replaced Taylor Heineke as currently the quarterback for the Washington Commanders. Now, we do not know moving forward who will start the Cleveland Browns game on January 1st, two weeks to go in the regular season at FedEx Field. Ron Rivera, after Saturday night's game, said he'll make a decision when he reviews the tape, and he'll make it early. Now, that doesn't mean we'll know until probably Wednesday, but we could know Monday or Tuesday. Perhaps Monday when he meets with the media, I think that's when he's scheduled to meet with the media again, he will certainly be asked. And maybe he will reveal a decision. We just don't know. We just don't know at this point. I'm sure he wants to keep the Cleveland Browns guessing as much as he possibly can. But that's the big story. Carson Wentz replacing Taylor Heineke. Wentz was 12 of 16, a buck 23, one touchdown. Uh, it was to Curtis Samuel. It was a dart. Uh, it was a really good drive. Again, 12 of 16, 123, a touchdown, a 117-4 quarterback rating. Taylor Heineke, if we're being honest, up until a consecutive two-series turnover Palooza, this was probably Heineke's best-played game. That's right. Even in a loss, this was Heineke's best-played game in my not-so-humble opinion. He was 13 of 18 for a buck 66, two touchdowns and a pick. A 114.6 quarterback rating, and he very easily could have had another touchdown and probably 70 more yards thrown onto that, uh, and could have had even more if another big play wasn't called back because of a penalty. And that was part of the problem on Saturday, is that penalties and or mistakes cost Taylor Heineke and the Washington Commanders any realistic chance of winning this game. Interesting decisions from Ron Rivera, Scott Turner and more. 
But again, the big story is Wentz replacing Heineke, and Heineke was not happy about it, as you can imagine. I don't believe he spoke to the media, or at least I didn't see that. I know Carson Wentz did. Uh, That's probably an indication. But I mean, listen, here's the deal. Taylor Heineke, probably in all honesty, based on this game alone, did not deserve to be benched. But this is not a one-game evaluation. This is not a game-by-game necessarily evaluation. Correctly, Taylor Heineke was not benched at halftime or anything like I worried about in this particular game coming in. I thought he would struggle again in the first half against a really good defense. He did not, even though, even though the commanders did not put up the kind of points that their play really warranted, they did put up a touchdown, right? That's better than most of Taylor Heineke's first halves. The story and the problem becomes, again, in the um, in the latter portion of the third quarter and into the fourth quarter, you have two consecutive series. One, a forced fumble uh, that turns into a turnover by Joey uh, by Nick Bosa. Uh, that was the drive after the Terry McLaurin touchdown late in the third quarter that got Washington back into the game at 21-14 with a couple of minutes left to go in the third quarter. That turnover at right around the Washington 21 turned into a field goal for San Francisco. Again, not the end of the world, but certainly that started the slide, the precipitous slide, if you will, for Taylor Heineke, because that made it 24-14 early, early, early in the fourth quarter. So again, this is third quarter turnover, late third quarter into the fourth quarter score. The very next series after the field goal, and now you're down 24-14, Taylor Heineke throws an interception from the Washington 22. Again, leading to a Robbie Gould 23-yard field goal. So once again, the defense bows their neck a little bit. It's 27-14. You're down 13 points. You still have a shot because it's still 12 minutes left to go in the game. But Ron Rivera had seen enough. At that point, after two consecutive turnovers and clearly not a great interception by any stretch, he says, that's enough. I'm putting in Carson Wentz. And Wentz again leads the commanders ultimately on a 11-play, 82-yard drive over 351. Uh, one, a flip pass. The pass for the touchdown of Samuel was uh, beautiful. I think a seven-route, if memory serves me correct. Um, and they get the score, and you're thinking, okay, they're in this game. They're down 30-20. to 20. But they fail on the two-point conversion because Wentz gets lit up. Uh, and by the way, Heineke on that fumble turnover got lit up like a Christmas tree by Nick Bosa, uh, and Samuel, um, or I I should say after the Samuel touchdown, Wentz gets sacked. So they don't get the two point conversion, but they're within 10. And then the defense immediately gives up a drive to the 49ers, um, with a couple of minutes left of, you know, a, a somewhat short drive. Uh, just 33 yards after a horrific onside kick by Joey Sly and an even more curious decision by Ron Rivera to onside kick it with five and a half minutes left to go again, down by 10. Now he had to be thinking, I might not get this ball again if I kick it off to them, which is fine. 
but it was a curious decision to say the least. Now, as we go through uh, this game and as I break it down, there's a couple of other more big plays and turning points that I think need to be addressed that we will get to along with our stock up, stock down when we return right here on this post-game edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast as the Commanders lose to the San Francisco 49ers 37-20 in uh, Santa Clara, California, and drop to 7-7-1, coming home in control of their destiny. Why? We will tell you coming up on the Locked On Commanders podcast. But first, guys, this episode is brought to us by our friends at PrizePix and PrizePix.com. What is Prize Picks? Well, Prize Picks is daily fantasy made simple, easy, and fun. Here's what you do: you pick between two and five players, any sport, any league. Uh, they cover them all: NFL, college football, bowl games, NHL, NBA, all that. You pick between two and five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you're going to win. You can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Again, they cover each and every sport. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. Currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. Here's what we want you to do. Download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports right now. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, PrizePix is going to give you $100. You deposit $50 you're going to get 50. Don't forget to enter the promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for mock draft Monday on the locked on NFL draft podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, thanks again for making the Locked On Commanders podcast your first listen and watch of the day. Now make the uh, Locked On Sports Today podcast your second listen and view. Peter Bukowski bringing you the biggest stories from around the sports world in 20 minutes. Get the analysis and opinions before anyone else with our local and national experts and insiders. Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Before we get to stock up, stock down, I need to go through two more key plays uh, and sequences That hurt the commanders. There's no ifs, ands, or buts, right? Ron Rivera gambled on fourth and one from his own 34-yard line in the third quarter with the commanders down by seven. Now, certainly this was before the Terry McLaurin touchdown. He felt like the momentum needed to be kept, was slipping away a little bit. San Francisco scored on their first drive of the third quarter uh, right out of the halftime break. It was a interesting gamble. It was a calculated gamble. I can't tell you that I love the gamble, though. Uh, again, I was one of the very few that did not hammer run for being conservative last Sunday night. And I believe I'm right. That was from the Giants 34. This was from the Washington 34. And again, a one-score game, middle of the third quarter. 
And to me, the problem was is San Francisco had, again, just scored on your defense. Ron obviously recognizes that. But if you turn the ball over at your 34-ish and you don't make the first down, you're giving them one-third of the field. An easy opportunity to make it a two-score game. And that's exactly what they did. They went under center, quarterback sneak, they got stuffed, and it led two plays later directly to a touchdown for George Kittle. 33 yards, right? Again, a two-play, 34-yard drive, 51 seconds, running all over the place, nobody really close to him. Boy, did this team miss Cameron Curl. We'll have a number on that coming up. Uh, but that was a very, very, very curious decision by Ron Rivera in that particular spot. Again, it made it from 14-7 to 21-7. I didn't love the call. Uh, I'm never going to agree with going for it on your own 34-ish yard line. But Dan Campbell has done it several times this year and been successful. Brandon Staley has been a mixed bag and uh, with the Chargers and has done it a couple of times. Uh, and he's had some success and he's had some big failures. I mean, coaches are doing this more. They are gambling more, period. Aren't we all gambling more? Try bet online. Uh, but anyway, you get the point. That made it from 14-7 to 21 Seven and the commanders were in trouble. Now they answered right back, but still they were in trouble. Early in the first half, the commanders went on a long 17 play, 79 yard drive that got them first and goal at around the five yard line. And Taylor Heineke was hooked, was cooking on the drive. A couple of third and long conversions, one to McLaurin, one to Dotson, uh, had another absolute dart. I think that was to Samuel to get them to the five-yard line. Maybe it was Dotson again. I can't remember. Either way, then first and goal at the five-yard line. Again, you're trailing at this point seven to nothing uh, after the Ray Ray McLeod 71-yard end-around touchdown. And you come up empty because on first and goal from the five, you run, no gain. Then you get four down to the one. Third and goal from the one, no gain. Fourth and goal from the one, no gain. Now, a lot of people have problems with the spread, the under center, the shotgun. Listen, that's a really good defense and a really talented front. And they couldn't get an inch. They couldn't get a half an inch. They couldn't get a couple of inches. They couldn't get a half a yard. Four times they tried to run it. They did get four yards, three and a half yards, whatever it was on second down. So I got I can't say they got nothing, but on three plays, they got nothing. Officially, no gain, no gain, no gain, including on third and fourth and goal from the one or less than the one. You got to punch it in there, period. You cannot come away with no points. I, I understand going for it. Again, that's, that is a different argument. There, it makes sense to go for it. Where Ron Rivera also went for it from his own 34, again, to me, didn't make sense, doesn't make sense. There, it makes sense, but you've got to come away with points when you get first and goal at the five. And again, this team in the red zone, and certainly in goal to go, struggling, and four straight runs. I would have loved to have seen, hey, Taylor Heineke, who was cooking on that drive, to be actually able to throw the football. We mentioned the defense, and it struggled at times. They gave up 37 points ultimately, right? Again, some of that off of short field, so on and so forth. But it's the most points allowed by the commanders this season. 
According to Ben Standing of the Athletic Odyssey, DC 37 again. Uh, that's one more point than week two against the Lions, 24 against the Eagles in week three, 22, week one against the Jaguars. Notice a trend here. All of those games, uh, or I should say the, the Jaguar game and the Lion game, Cam Curl missed, and he missed Saturday against the 49ers. Apparently, he was close to playing. Benjamin St. Juice got banged up again early in the game, came back in the game, but he just wasn't right, right. He was trying to fight through it. But three games that Cam Curl has missed, they've given up 37 points, 22 points, and it should have been more, and 36 points. That's a big loss for the Washington Commanders. There is no doubt about that. All right, quick, stock up, stock down for the Washington Commanders. Listen, uh, it's hard to say and hard to sit here and tell you that Carson Wentz's stock is not up, right? Carson Wentz went 12-16, a buck 23 in relief of Taylor Heineke. And, of course, Taylor Heineke's stock down because he got benched, right, because of the two turnovers. And, again, it's not a one-game evaluation. It's a big-picture evaluation. I believe Wentz will be the starter on next Sunday on New Year's Day against the Cleveland Browns, we'll see what Ron does. Stock up, Chase Young played almost 30 snaps. Looked good. Had some pass rush, had a pass knockdown, set the edge, uh, got good inside leverage. I think he was a factor. I think he looked more spry than I was expecting. As it was pointed out to me, by a colleague of mine at 1067, the fan, Grant Paulson. Well, he's been ready to go, or they have felt he was ready to go for three or four weeks. Yes, true. All of that true. Mentally, there's a lot of things going on behind the scenes. All of that is true. But for a dude who hadn't played football in 14 months, I thought Chase Young played A, way more than we were all expecting, and B, was much more of a contributor, quite honestly, than we were expecting, despite... Only having two tackles, Chase Young, again, had the pass knockdown, was a factor. You could just see it. You could see some juice coming out of Chase Young, and they needed it. Quite honestly, they needed it. So stock up for Chase Young. Um, in terms of stock down, again, we're not trying to be ridiculous here. I guess Derek Forrest had an interception in the key spot, but also had a blue a coverage on that first touchdown of the third quarter. So maybe kind of go half and half there. I don't know. In terms of stock down, I got to say, once again, the offensive line, they didn't open up a lot of holes. Not that anybody should have been expecting it. Brian Robinson only had 58 rushing yards, a 2.6 average. Uh, they allowed the hard sack fumble, to Bosa, uh, of course, they contributed on the interception with pressure and really, again, could not sustain momentum in a couple of short yardage situations that we just went through. So stock down the entire offensive line, Leno, Norwell, Schweitzer. Schweitzer had a holding penalty that wiped out, uh, I believe it was uh, almost a 50-yard gain on uh, on double penalties, uh, offsetting penalties. but it would have counted if Schweitzer didn't hold. That was another costly mistake. Trey Turner, not any good. Cornelius Lucas got beat on the Bosa sack. You get the point. Stock down uh, on those guys. All right, we'll come back and we'll wrap things up with our game balls. That's right. We still have to give them out. 
we still have to give them out despite a loss. And there are some bright spots moving forward right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. Good to have you with us. Merry Christmas, everyone, as the Commanders lose to the 49ers in Santa Clara, California. Hey, guys, imagine you're hanging out with some friends and putting back a few drinks. Well, that's always a fun thing to do, right? This podcast is brought to you by our friends at NHTSA. A few become a few too many. As the evening comes to an end, people start to head out. You think of calling for a ride, right? And using a rideshare program, ah, you live close, right? You can make it. No big deal. You won't fall asleep. No problems. Again, you won't get arrested. You won't get pulled over. You just want to be in your car. You want to get home. We understand. What are the odds you're going to get pulled over, right? Uh, and even so, what's going to happen? Well, here's what's going to happen. Your insurance could go way up. You could lose your license. You could lose your job. You could lose your freedom. And you might kill somebody while you're at it. Everyone knows the risks and should know the risks of driving drunk, especially during the holiday season. Results are often tragic and deadly. Don't do it. It's that simple. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to get you off the road and to put you where you don't want to be, but where you deserve to be. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again, play it safe, plan a ride ahead. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're wrapping up the Locked On Commanders podcast. Again, this will take us through the Monday edition. Uh, David will be back on the next episode. We'll kind of rotate here a little bit as we spend time uh, with our families. Uh, in terms of game balls uh, for the Commanders, um, listen, you have to start with Jahan Dotson, right? I mean, I'm going to give him game ball number three. Uh, Jahan Dotson was great again. Nine targets, six catches, 76 yards, a touchdown, a long of 25, and should have had more. Now, he did he did lose one in the sun on the very opening drive that could have gone for a 70-plus-yard touchdown. So you might be saying, well, listen, am I going to kill a guy? For losing a ball in the sun, it happens, right? I mean, it happens to all of us. Try driving in the sun. Uh, I do it every morning. It sucks, okay? Um, I have no idea sometimes how I make it to work, quite honestly, with the sun at the angle that it is. It's difficult. It's difficult to track a football. But Jahan Dotson, again, should have had a lot more, but as it was, as it was, had nine targets, six catches, 76 yards, touchdown, third star, of the game. Terry McLaurin had two back-to-back catches, one for 51 yards, and then a touchdown at the end of the third quarter in which Taylor Heineke extended the play, kind of scrambled around, looked for fun. Terry McLaurin open at the last second. He just kept moving. He kept trying to locate himself for his receipt, uh, for his quarterback, 
Great job by Heineke. Great job by McLaurin. Uh, and again, preceded by a 51-yarder right before that. Uh, and Terry McLaurin only had five targets, which again is far too little. Four catches, 77 yards, the touchdown. And that got the commanders back into the game. We're going to give him the number two star. And the number one star for the commanders on Saturday has to be Chase Young, right? Again, Chase Young, he played probably three times the amount of snaps than he was expected to. They said probably no more than 12. I didn't expect him to have much of an impact, largely going against Trent Williams. He did line up on the other side against Mike McGlinchey uh, a little bit. He did have an impact. He did have an impact. Despite the two tackles, don't look into that. Um, we will get you the whole numbers in terms of pressures and all that uh, because he was a factor. He helped seal the edge. He helped push. Brock Purdy, I didn't think, was great in this game. He was fine, but he helped push the pocket. Chase Young was a factor and played, again, a lot more. Now, one thing to look out for, because this is what happened what happened with Curtis Samuel last year, week four in Atlanta? And again, just something to keep in mind. First game back, Curtis Samuel, remember he missed all of the offseason. Then he re-hurt himself right before the season opener. Then he goes on a three-game IR, and then they can't wait to get him back on the field. He's supposed to be on a snap count. He winds up playing about double because of injuries. In this particular game, not only did they not have Cam Curl, but James Smith-Williams got banged up. Uh, he was being evaluated for a concussion. That led to, along with Chase's spryness and production, that led to Chase Young playing way, 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 way more than they were hoping for him, expecting him, planning for him to play in game one for the first time in 14 months. So keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on the practice throughout the week. Keep an eye on how much he plays next week. Uh, and hopefully he has no fallback, no setback, like Curtis Samuel did, quite honestly, after playing about double the amount of snaps as he did last year in Atlanta, week four, because of injury, and then really never being the same again after that. Hopefully that isn't the case, but we do have to keep that in mind. But Chase Young gets the number one star for the Washington Commanders, who again dropped to 7-7-1. Seven, seven, and one. And still maintain control of their destiny. Come home for Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns New Year's Day. Have the Dallas Cowboys two weeks from now. Also at FedEx Field, we're not sure what date that is going to be on, either Saturday or Sunday, depending on playoff implications. Again, the commanders in control of their own destiny. If they win out, uh, again, they are right now in the playoffs. If they win out, they will make the playoffs. If they don't, obviously there's all sorts of scenarios. We'll go through some of the scenarios once they become official from the NFL later on in the week. But right now that's what we have uh, for you. The commanders have to get a win against the Cleveland Browns. It is that simple, period. It is a must-win game at 7-7. Seven, seven, and one. All right, that is going to do it for us on this edition of the Locked On Commanders podcast. Thanks again for making LOC your first listen and watch of the day. Now make Locked On Sports Today your second listen and view. Again, with Peter Rukowski, the Locked On Sports Today podcast is available on YouTube, Odyssey, and wherever you get your podcast. If you want to hop in, uh, it's 301 615 3577. Uh, and or locked on Washington commanders at gmail.com or on Twitter, DM at L O 
Commanders. For David Harrison, who is covering the Washington Commanders for SI.com's Fan Nation and Commander Country, I'm Chris Russell, one half of the Russell and Medhurst Show on the Team 980 and the Odyssey app with Pete Medhurst. If you're out and about, please be safe. Be kind to one another. It's the Christmas season. Happy Hanukkah. Happy New Year. Happy Holidays. Uh, Kwanzaa, whatever you celebrate, please be nice to one another. Please be patient on the roads. Please be safe driving around because there's a lot of ice and snow and cold and bundle up and do all the right things. And here's to some holiday joy. And maybe one day we'll have a great football team to cover. Thank you for joining us right here on the Locked On Commanders podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.